0: Greetings, saints. This is Pastor Fulton. And again, what a privilege and honor it is to uh, bring to you what the Lord has given me. I am always so ever grateful that when I ask the Lord what he would like me to know when bringing his word, he never fails. It's the times when I don't ask or am just in prayer and he shows me what he's doing is when I truly thank him and look for greater insight. We have entered into a season that to us here in America is joined one to another, and that is Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, Christmas is my favorite holiday. Not only is it the decorations upon many houses, you know, some of you may even decorate your own homes your own houses inside and out. Or it may be the smell of pine trees as uh, you walk by the trees waiting to be sold. It could even be the hustle and bustle of people doing their last minute Christmas shopping. I'm guilty of that myself. But more importantly for me, it is the joy and folks saying happy holidays one to another. That that That's really the Uh, thing that uh, uh, stirs my heart. It is the compassion, especially in a time wherein we do not see much of that any longer. There is much more confusion, anger, strife, disillusionment, false accusations. uh, We see here in America where our democracy is being challenged like no other time before. With all that's going on, as Job said, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Many times we read in the Bible how we are to stand before the Lord, or stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, or stand before the Lord to minister, to stand in the house of the Lord. We have one instance wherein Joshua commanded the sun and moon to stand still in its place as Israel was warring with the Amorites. Now, when Yahweh stands, it's more than just a position of stature. It's about authority. It's about ownership. It's about an event that will change the course of history. It's about his will, the ultimate factor. Notice what happened with Balaam. It says the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword drawn in his hand. That's Numbers twenty-two, twenty-three. Now, some might just overlook something here that is of the utmost importance, and that is that person who's standing before Balaam. And that is the angel of the Lord. Now, I certainly do not want to get into a debate regarding our one true God with three distinct persons, the Father, the Word and the Holy Spirit. We all know this to be true. But not only do we see this in the New Testament, but the Old Testament as well, wherein we see the Lord. We know uh, we see the Lord, we see the angel of the Lord and we see the spirit of the Lord. Now, the Lord, we know without a shadow of a doubt that this is Yahweh or Yahweh in the ancient tongue. We also know that the Spirit of the Lord is indeed the Holy Spirit. Herein we get to the angel of the Lord. This is none other but the Word. In the New Testament, we know that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's John 1 14. How do we know this? That it is the word in, uh, in the book of Numbers. Because if we would look and you notice Numbers 32, 33, and 35, what do we see here? What did the angel of the Lord say to Balaam? He used the singular first person pronoun, I. No angel that is not the Lord will speak in terms of I in that vernacular. The word that was given to Balaam to speak declared the heart of God for his people. And that was one of the greatest prophetic utterances over the people of God. We also see during the stoning of Stephen or Stephen, that Jesus is standing on the right hand of God. So when the Lord stands, there is great significance, great purpose the way is made, uh, just we have to follow. We just have to follow because that way is made. Now, what I want to do is I want to look at Isaiah 42. And in Isaiah 42, he's talking about his chosen servants. And with that, I want to uh, title this message, Grace to Advance in His Will. Will you say that with me? Grace to advance in his will. Isaiah 42 and one. Behold my servant whom I uphold, mine elect in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. If I just may stop right there, notice he's talking about the Lord and how that Jesus... in in his earthly ministry, we notice that he never brought any fame to himself, and that's what the word is saying here. He shall not cry or lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. He didn't want. As a matter of fact, there were times when he asked uh, his disciples, "Do not say anything regarding the event that you were that you've witnessed." One event comes to mind is the uh, what we refer to as the Mount of Transfiguration, where Peter James and John was taken up on a mountain with the Lord, and they did see we know that story we, they saw uh, Moses and Elijah standing there with Jesus and they were so enthused, I guess I would be too and 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 don't laugh because maybe you might as well uh, wanted to erect monuments. To Jesus, Of course, he's the king of kings. So why not do that? And then here is Moses, the lawgiver. And here is Elijah, uh, the, the school of the prophets and, and the ultimate prophet himself, besides the Lord, of course. And so they wanted to erect monuments. And what happened? We know the word of God came down and said, here is hallelujah. Here is my beloved son. Hear him. And so, you know, he didn't. And at at that time, he he instructed his disciples. He says, listen, tell the vision to no man until I am risen again. So he didn't cry out in the street, nor lift up his voice or cause his voice to be heard. A bruised reed he didn't break uh, and and the smoking flax shall uh, he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. Verse four of Isaiah 42. Now let's continue. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth and the isles shall wait for his law. Thus saith God, the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out. He that spreadeth forth the earth and that which cometh out of it. He that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles. I just want to pause on that verse of scripture there because God is saying, although, listen, the scripture tells us as he is, so are we. He was talking about Jesus as He is. So are we. So when it says, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness, we've been called in righteousness. We know these things. And he will hold us in his hand and he will keep us and give us as a covenant to 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 speak his word. To bring light. To the people of the earth. Verse seven, to open the blind eyes to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will, not, will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass. And new things, this is what he says, and new things do I declare before they spring forth I tell you of them. We know that there are other passages, uh, ones in in Amos that talks about, uh, I will do nothing until I show it to my friends. And that's who we are. We are the friends of God. And so he says again, as I read, he says, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Then verse 10 says, sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise from the end of the earth. Ye that go down to the sea and all that is therein, the isles of the inhabitants thereof, let the wilderness and the cities thereof lift up their voice. The villages of Kedar doth inhabit. Let the inhabitants of the rock sing. Let them shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory unto the Lord and declare his praise in the islands. The Lord shall go forth as a mighty man He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yea, roar. He shall prevail against his enemies. God will prevail against his enemies. He will give us to prevail with him against his our enemies. I have longed time holding my peace. I have been still and refrained myself. Now will I cry like a travailing woman. This is God speaking. I will destroy and devour at once. I will make waste mountains and hills. I will make waste mountains and hills and dry up all their herbs. And I will make the rivers islands and I will dry up the pools and I will bring the blind by the way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them. I want to repeat that. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. I strongly believe that in this day, these passages of scripture is relating to us and and what the Lord will have us uh, do on his behalf as darkness is expelled. I certainly also believe for us here in America, we will have greater insight Will have greater insight and foresight regarding this nation. Believe that God is revealing to us and, and, and uh, will reveal even that much more of what He has designed on this nation. As I said earlier, uh, we are really in a place like no other place where our democracy here is being challenged like no other time before in our history. But God, Will prevail i I do believe that he is expanding the saints wherein we will be given um, the tools to manifest his glory here in the earth and 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 uh, particularly here in the United States. I believe as we follow the Holy Spirit, we shall see resistance. Just disappear. Resistance being removed and no place found for it. As we follow the Lord, as we follow the Holy Spirit, we shall see him lead and guide us to where in every place his foot stands, we are right there with him as he leads us in seeing how the saints are given a greater manifestation of his spirit to do exploits in those things that are spoken of in scripture, as the light of the Lord will just eradicate darkness. Thank you, Jesus. I believe these things and I tell you what, saints of God, uh, he is giving us these things to do in this day. And so let us be continually prayerful and mindful. You know, Isaiah 42 is a continuation of a prophetic word given by Isaiah during the time of Babylon and thereafter. As a matter of fact, in the, the last utterance of, Ezek- of um, Hezekiah is in uh, Isaiah 39. From that point forward, we see... Uh, Uh, All the way from 30, all the way from 40 to chapter 66, God is speaking not just to an individual, but to a nation. He speaks of his comfort. His word stands forever. His greatness, his commitment to his people. He speaks of his chosen, Israel's savior. He speaks regarding Cyrus. He speaks of the idols in Babylon. He speaks... Of Israel or us being refined his servants obedience he speaks of salvation he speaks of eternal peace he speaks of compassion he speaks about fasting he speaks of his favor he speaks of the Lord's day of vengeance and he speaks of the humble or a humble and contrite spirit and I tell you again, what is interesting about the last words of Hezekiah, as it's recorded in Isaiah, is Hezekiah only speaks of peace and truth in his days. Well, brothers and sisters, saints of God, we are of those who will not only be satisfied with peace and truth in our days, but also in our children's days. And their children's days so forth and so on and so let us pray that as we uh, glean by the spirit of god greater insight for our nation greater insight for our nations hallelujah that we would move in the directives that he delights amen god bless you and may his peace ever be upon you.